It's Cheer. And this is Loathing. We're here to talk to you about movies. She, she loves, loves everything. everything. I hate everything. This should be fun. This is a morbidly beautiful podcast. The Shane Kill Butcher's right tonight. Jesus fucking Christ, we're alive. <laughs> well, that's one way to start the show. <laughs> yes. I mean, hi. go big or go home, right? Yeah, hi. Yeah. Hey, it's stranger, a, it's been a while, yeah. Been a minute, yeah, just uh, about 30 to 40 seconds since we last spoke, I guess, and uh, mm-hmm. the wonderful people out there have, you know, just, they may have missed us, I, I don't know, I really don't understand yeah, how not. public works. Yeah. But um, we're back. Yeah, we had a little, we took a little hiatus just for like, end of the year holiday craziness like coming back and getting caught up so took a little a little breather but we'll we'll get back on track now and start churning them out more regularly thank you for your patience for those of you who realized that we were gone if anyone if anyone yeah (laughs) based on the uh the reviews and the analytics nobody really noticed but yikes well listen if it, if it matters, um, and I'm setting myself up for rejection and heartbreak right now, but I, I did miss you. I missed recording with you. On to today's episode. <laughs> yep. Just the response I was expecting from you. Thank you for not disappointing me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, so, we oh. decided to go for a theme that is completely unrelated to coming back. I mean, we should have really done like a resurrection theme. To be honest, this week, but you know, yeah. whatever. Should've whatever. Could've. I don't come up with these things. It's your <laughs> your ideas, and I just go along with them. So when they're terrible, you know who to blame. Right, but luckily <laughs> this one is not terrible, hmm. and people will be excited. I think. So we're we're uh, going to talk yeah. about uh, artificial intelligence, and the reason that we are doing that is because, um, and this actually this episode is a little bit delayed. We meant to do it. A couple weeks ago, but life happened. Um, but we, you know, Megan just came out, and well, it was just. in theaters, and then it. Yeah. Well, it, it came out in theaters, and then it, it literally just landed on um, VOD. So yeah, it, can it's, stream it it's yeah, it, it's funny because I was I was planning on going to theaters to go see this because you're like, let's talk about Megan, and then the day I was about to go, I just happened to pop on like Amazon Prime or whatever, and it was available to rent. I was like, I don't have to leave my house today. Fuck you, world. Well, I'm upset with you because, one, I told you that you needed to see it in theaters, and two, that means that you waited quite a long time after I told you to go see it because um, it, it was not in on demand when I told you to go see it. Excuse me, miss. Oh, I still have to watch that movie last night at like 10 o'clock. Do you not watch our movies like, the day of every time you tell me that you do well so this I time i haven't this time it's been like weeks since i've seen these movies so all right well so in honor of megan and because it was getting so much hype and it was kind of a big deal it was really the first big horror movie of the year we're like let's talk about megan that'll be fun and then because i honestly i genuinely my ulterior motive is i really want to hear what casey thinks of megan because it could really go either way um, and so we decided, okay, let's pick another film that is similar in style that maybe people haven't seen that we can talk about. So we also picked The Alpha Test, which is from 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 
I know we were like, which one do we start with? I feel like, and I want your opinion on this, Casey, but I feel like we should start with, uh, I, I don't know, I'm really torn because I have so much to say about this one, but should we start with Alpha Test since it's the older one? And then sure. give it to Megan? I okay. have no preference on what we start with. All right. Uh, so I say, and I honestly, I don't think we need to like cue this up much or give much um, background on this film. It really, um, it's okay. So let me just say, so it's the alpha test. It is free to stream pretty much everywhere. So it's really easy to get a hold of, um, at least in the U.S. Casey, did you have any trouble in Canada? No, it was on Tubi here. I think it was okay, Tubi anyway. Yeah. Tubi here too. Um, so it's from 2020. It's super low budget and oh, we'll get into it, but uh, it's one of those low budget films that feels like a low budget film. Um, super indie. It, I think it flew way under the radar. I don't know that it got much hype or marketing or anything around it. Um, but in you know doing some research, it had a, a lot of the ways that it was being described in the marketing. Felt very similar to Megan in a lot of ways. So it's like, oh, this will be an interesting film to kind of contrast with that. Um, so first time watch for me, you too, Casey, right? I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, first of all, as I've told you before, whenever we take a long break like this, I forget how to do any of this. I don't even, like... I feel like I've never podcasted before in my life, right, so I have no right. idea. Okay, let me let me let me <laughs> the, the consummate <laughs> professional over here. We usually start off with Rotten Tomatoes ratings and consensus reviews, but surprise, Hi. surprise, this has zero reviews <laughs> and fewer yep. than fifty ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm, that's mm-hmm. the sign mm-hmm. of quality filmmaking, right there. I don't even think it has like a. I couldn't find like a Wikipedia page or anything. Like there is nothing. On okay. this movie. Besides, I think I like, it might have an IMDb page. You know what? It might have an IMDb page. It does uh, have let, an IMDb page. Let, let's see. You're going to hear my clickety clacks. Clicky, clicky. Uh, yeah, okay. So it has a 3.5 rating with 611 votes on IMDb. So take that for Solid. what you will. I know you don't like IMDb because you think just any old pleb can go leave a review, <laughs> not these sophisticated <laughs> critics that only uh, can review on, you know, like, Rotten Tomatoes or the Wall Street Journal, or the the New Yorker or, or whatever these big fancy only like professional snobs right. are allowed to yeah. critique movies. Uh, so the average pleb is not allowed to review movies. So that's why they go to IMDb where these uneducated swine can leave mm-hmm. their reviews. Th- those are 100%. Stephanie's exact words. We've had this exact conversation. Exact words. Yeah. I, I stand by every word you just said. Just yeah. absolutely brilliant encapsulation of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Alpha Test. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> well, I okay, I will say so. I watched it. I, we told usually I am the one who's very prepared, like as far as when it comes to watching films and taking notes and doing all that. Because you're more of a like you like to fly by the seat of your pants and have it be more organic and off the cuff. Generally, and I do I have like notes for be, the show. I like to be very documented. In this case, I'm very. I'm. I'm pulling a full on Casey. Very unprepared. I watched it's it. It's a new season. I'm the new Ooh. cheer. <laughs> oh God, no! We'll see about that. I don't know if you're the new <laughs> cheer with Alpha Test. Um. So I watched it late last night. Um, and I took zero notes, and the whole time I'm watching it. <laughs> first of all, I can't get you out of my head when I'm watching these movies. 
because I'm like, oh God, like you're welcome. What what is Casey? What kind of experience was Casey having when he watched this movie? Um, because if a film is rough for me, <laughs> then I know that it is a uh, good times for Casey for sure. And I was wondering how much you were cursing me and just being like that bitch. And this is why I'm so happy we weren't podcasting for a while and all of that good stuff. Um, it, it's so let's just get this out of the way first before we mm-hmm. dive in. This is an objectively, I think I can say that in all fairness, an objectively terrible film, right? We agree on that. Like, tell, me not good. tell me more. No, no, tell me more. I want to hear um, this. It, it's not good, really, in any way, except for, let me say this. Hmm. This is where it's difficult because I don't want to go, I don't want to talk too much about Megan. Um, I think I think the concept is interesting in this. I think it's a cool idea. Um, I think it almost feels like, and I, I want to get your thoughts kind of later in the show, but let me just cue this up. almost feels like the people who made Megan watch this film and said, that's interesting. Let's make a film that does that, but like actually good. And because this is one of those films that you watch it and you're like, God, there's so much potential there. There's so much like where this, what this could have been. Um, but they just didn't have the budget. They didn't have the expertise, whatever it was to like really make this a, a, a film film. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, and I, I also want to say, I want to say this too, as much as I think that this is not a great film, um, it's kind of fun. Like I had fun with it and maybe I was just delirious and maybe it was like late at night and whatever, but I was like, okay, this is kind of so batshit crazy that I was sort of into it. And I know Casey, you hate that. You hate that so bad. It's a good thing. And you got really mad at me when I talked about things like party bus and, uh, shit like that that I'm like mm-hmm. okay yeah it's bad but but uh, kind of fun. I had a good time and I kind of was giggling the whole time so I don't know is that a good film or a bad film um yeah this film is bonkers and in a way I find it kind of charmingly bonkers like I kind of love it um but I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh god let me like defend the uh let me defend the the many wonderful merits of this amazing film. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try to intellectualize this at all. Uh, but it's it's kind of charming in its like insanity, at least in my opinion. I'm gonna have a, a strong feeling you're di- gonna disagree with that. But any of this uh, resonating or any way? <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get to say this often. Oy. Um. Because we don't, you know, do these podcasts as often anymore. But I fucking hate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, so I had kind of a like a, a roller coaster with this movie. Uh-huh. Like, it started off with one of the worst cold openings I've ever seen in a movie ever. It was, like, laughably yeah. bad. Like, I literally laughed yeah. out loud. Um, and, and over the past... I don't know, a few months anyway, I would say I've grown to appreciate independent filmmaking a little bit more uh, than usual. Um, Because, you know, like I used to shit on these movies real, real bad, these indie movies like Party Bus from Hell, which I still think is a fucking terrible movie. Um, (laughs) But I've been in the scene a little bit more. I've been helping out on some projects with uh, a friend and been cast in a couple little indie things too over the past few months. So... It's hard to judge these things too harshly at times. 
because I, I know what it's going through. It's a lot of passion projects and the work trying to work within restraints and all that. And it's trying to keep that in mind while watching these movies. But you watch something like The Alpha Test and then you can watch another independent movie that is like Oscar worthy. There are a lot of them out there uh, that sure. have little teeny tiny budgets. Like you look at like uh, Paranormal Activity, for example. They knew what their budget was. They worked within the restraints and they made a very, very compelling movie. Uh, which turned into a very, very shitty franchise. But beside the point. Skidamarink. So, so I'm going to touch on that in a minute, actually. Okay, good, 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 good. I was curious about your thoughts. <clears throat> um, so one of the first things I look for in independent movies is, are they working within their means? You can ha- Anybody can write the most epic, brilliant, dramatic science fiction special effects filled movie in their head and put it down on paper but doing it realistically nine times out of ten is not possible you have to work within your restraints Mm -hmm. and that has definitely been uh, instilled in me a little bit more since working on some of these projects and yeah one of the people I've been working with is like absolutely I have tons of ideas but I I have to work within what I have I don't have any money to make a, a fucking avatar and watch a whale swim around in the water for 400 hours while there's nothing going on. I don't have that luxury. So I have to work. I have a house. I have a camera. I have a microphone. I have some friends. I have some semi-professional actors and I have professional actor friends. What can I do with that? And then they make something based on that, right? Sure. This movie did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) They went... I have this idea, and if I had a $100 million budget, it could be an Oscar-winning movie in some aspect. It might be special effects or costume, whatever. It may not be the best movie in the world, but at least, you know, it's going to be good. (laughs) They're like, we have 50 bucks to make a mask mold that is going to look okay from the front, but as soon as you look at any details, it's going to be fucking terrible. Um, and that's basically what it was. They, they blew their entire budget on whatever this robot was supposed to be, and it didn't even look that great. Um, and that's what Can I mean by... Can I interrupt by, you real yes, fast? Yes, go for it. Because I, I definitely wanted to talk about the look of this robot. Right, yes. <laughs> because on one hand, I was like, okay, this is, this is not good. On the other hand, I was like, because it was so sort of... I think it's it was unintentional, but because it was so sort of like fucked up a little bit, it... <laughs> It kind of was creepy. Like, it creeped me the fuck out the entire... Every time I looked at this robot, I was like, I'm genuinely unnerved by this. So, on yeah. one hand, I'm like, is this effective? But I think it was an accidental unnervingness. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think know. maybe maybe it, it, it was accidental. And then they kind of leaned into it because, like, okay, this thing looks like fucking Jeff the Killer copypasta. <laughs> or creepypasta. Um I was and taking a drink when you said that, and I almost did a spit take. Good. Excellent. Ruined the like, microphone. Spit right in it. <laughs> I was like, oops. Um, yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, yeah, it's creepy and it works for a movie, but it immediately takes you out of it because if this were any sort of reality, no way in the fucking world would that thing be released into the public. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, right, like, like, oh, this would be cool as hell, but I mean, who the fuck would want this thing in And their people house? are like excited for it. They're like, oh my God, you got me an alpha. This thing's amazing. Meanwhile, it has the death glare at all times. Uh, nobody would. So, yeah, it. The front of the mask, if you're looking at it head on, looks fine. 
But then it's supposed to have like pistons in the neck and like a fan on the side, but it's all, it's clearly just rubber. Everything yeah. is just rubber, right? And then they're like, okay, so we spent all the money on the mask. What do we do with the body? Huh, black jumpsuit and normal human hands. Yeah, it is. You guys, I almost am like, please just, if you're not going to watch this movie. Which, just look at a picture of the stupid robot. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine. Yeah, just look up some images because it is, I, I don't know, it's kind of, and I thought, you know, sometimes you watch something in the, at first when you see it, you're like, ooh, this is jarring and, and I don't like it. But then as you watch it, you just get used to it and you're like, okay, this is fine. You, your your brain just yeah. sort of gets into kind it. it. takes it in, yeah. Never once did my brain get into it. Every time I saw this robot, I was... I had that same visceral reaction of like, this thing is like fucking, because, you know, you're start to, it, it's in very similar to like other AI movies you've seen, you're sort of start, um, supposed to, uh, it gets humanized, you know, you're supposed to mm-hmm. get into that world of like, all right, it has a personality, it has feelings, it has thoughts, all that stuff, and so then you're supposed to feel some sort of connection or empathy, um, but it's, uh, it's, insanely impossible with this movie because it's just so and her voice and everything is so (laughs) it's just everything's odd and i don't know if it's like intentionally odd or just bad filmmaking odd because it's like i said it is unnerving and it is a horror movie so kudos kudos i guess on that but i I, again i wouldn't know if it's intentional or not because it just feels really fucking weird the whole time yeah i mean it's definitely not a so bad as good attempt at a movie like they really wanted this to be good you, yeah, you can tell yeah. just by what the effort and stuff put in. And like I said, the beginning of it, I was like, oh, my God, this is fine. Like, I I, I started watching the, the, the living room with my wife there. And I'm like, OK, no, I got to go to the, the bedroom and put this on the computer because I can't put somebody through this movie. Like, I, I And then as I was sitting <laughs> at the computer watching it, I, I wouldn't say I got into it, but I didn't hate it. Like, the hate didn't yeah. build. Right. Like it, it, it kind of peaked at the intro and then it kind of mellowed. And I was like, OK, yeah. OK, if I'm, you know, suspending my disbelief and, and taking my my judgment level down a couple of levels, I can see what they're trying to do and I can see the effort and the, the passion that they put into it. The acting was atrocious, except I didn't mind the girl like the, the daughter. She was OK. I didn't like she was she was fine. Um, everybody yeah. else seemed very like over the top uh, mm-hmm. and fake feeling, but she seemed somewhat genuine. It was she was okay, uh, and then it got to like the final act, and I was like, okay, it's over. And then it didn't fucking end. And I'm like, oh great, we're gonna do a Lord of the Rings with uh, 15 different endings that should have ended about an hour ago, but it's gonna keep going. Uh, and that sort of ruined it again for me, which was me. It's kind of like a roller coaster. It kind of peaked with like the, oh, this is going to be fucking terrible. And then it mellowed. And then it went, oh, we're going to be fucking terrible again. Uh, so I think that's where the the filmmaking and storytelling aspect of, I don't know when to end this. I have so many ideas and I want to put them all in here. They could have kept it as a very personal, this one robot fucked up the, the family fine, end it, done, right there, right? But they preface it at the beginning that this seems to be like an epidemic or some sort of pandemic thing with it where it's catching on and it's being transmitted and killing everybody who owns one of these things or uh, whatever the case might be. So they had to like finish that out. So I just, I just didn't yeah. feel like it was cohesive storytelling. 
Right. And the fact think, that he, I was just going to say the fact that he like landed on a streaming site like Shutter. How do you get something on Shutter? Can I just submit like anything to Shutter and get it on there? Well, because I think here's the thing. I think so. I have, I have a couple of things to say. I want to respond to that question because I think at the time when this came out, it I again I think the concept is strong enough. Like it's pretty in it. Like right now, if that came out, you'd be like, okay, super derivative. But at the time, like I think it was kind of innovative and cool. And I, think I don't know. The I mean, concept, AI stuff has been around for a long time. I know, but like I guess just the the sort of the way that they did it. Um, I don't know. Like it's. It's one of those things like it's it's badly executed for sure, but it's interesting enough that it there's it's got merits outside of its execution, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know if it does, but it's sort of interesting to watch just um, because there's good ideas there. You know what I mean? Like and and I 100 percent agree with your assessment of like. It starts off real rough to, to the point where I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. Like on this podcast, Casey's going to rip me a new one for picking this film because I thought it was just going to be. Yeah, well, I thought you like, had seen it. No. Already. Because remember, no, I try to pick something I haven't seen. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I thought that was. No, I yeah, haven't. Okay. I, I thought it didn't really. I thought sometimes. Anyway, I have no idea what's yeah, going so on with this podcast. So. I don't know. Who knows? We keep changing our minds. But anyway, um, no, I haven't seen it. Um. Uh, it was just one of those ones like, well, this is curious. Um, yeah, I thought I was in real trouble. And then it did sort of get, you know, once the killings happened and that kind of stuff, and it sort of like leaned into what it was trying to be. Um, I was like, all right, you know, this is silly and it, it's not that well executed, but it's, I'm having kind of a good time with it. And yeah, the ending goes off the rails. But I was going to say, I think the worst, because fl- I kind of like the ending, honestly. Uh, the ending of... I mean, spoiler alert, like, who cares with this film? But, um, (laughs) you know, the ending where it is, like, because at first it's really just, like, the her, the main robot, and then, um, you know, at the end it's, like, a robot uprising, and it's Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of robots that look exactly like her, and they're taking over the world. Um, That would actually be kind of interesting and cool had they... Not the beginning is so stupid, and I don't know why they did it because they basically start the movie with this robot on a murderous rampage, and then they go into the proper story, which is this family bringing home this robot for the first time and this brand new AI that's been released. And they get like one of the the sons is a programmer, and he gets like early access or whatever. Um, he wins it or something, yeah. So, yeah, for being like the best programmer or some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the ending is so unnecessary and it's stupid because it takes like this film doesn't have tension let's be real but it takes away any (laughs) potential tension or surprise of like the developing story of this robot is very starts off very like okay so basically the robot they bring this robot in the robot's very like obedient and wants to be has this kind of weird thing where it wants to be loved and it wants to be um appreciated and it wants friendship and that kind of thing um, but it gets brought into this family that is just like the worst possible fucking family on the planet, which is one of the things I, well, I didn't write it down, but I made a note in my head. I was like, it's hilarious how much of a visceral reaction this family has to this robot coming in, especially the mom. She is just like, and for, for really no reason at all, this robot comes in and she is just like, 
you fucking piece of shit. Like, I, like she's so angry before the robot has done anything. And yeah, I think it's supposed to be like old people are afraid of technology. I guess, but it was insane. And then she has like a maid who is even worse than the mom. It's <laughs> like, like the worst actor I've ever fucking seen. Like the women outside of the girl, because the little girl's like the hero and she like befriends yeah. the robot. But the, yeah. the older women are, it, it's like, I'm like, does this filmmaker hate women? Because they are monsters. Although mm-hmm. the men aren't much better, but um, yeah, it's it's really rough. Like they're just like, insanely awful to this robot and obviously that's what um, that's the story that's what pushes this robot over the edge and makes the robot start killing so that at by the time the robot starts killing you're totally on board you're like yeah kill these motherfuckers so the worst people ever you feel no sympathy nothing um, so it's kind of fun but yeah it's insane like because the whole time I'm watching it going like why are you having like it's one thing to be like I don't get this or this is weird or but like just the amount of anger like this robot stole her husband kind of vitriol anger and the maid was like the robot tried to help clean and the maid like lost her shit Mm -hmm. she was like you will not replace me and it was it's the craziest but also it's kind of comical and i guess entertaining just nuts like their reaction to this whole situation yeah i don't know i mean have you ever heard of a, a game called uh, Detroit Becoming Human. No. So it's basically this movie. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's done much better because the guy who created the game is, I fucking hate him. He's like mm. the worst. You would love him because he's like, all his games oh, are like okay. pretentious, uh, <laughs> has to have a, uh, some sort of meaning and, uh, you don't actually play the game. It's just like a bunch of story quick time events. It's like your guy's running. Hit X before the fucking thing hits you in the face sort of thing. You don't actually do much. It's just interactive storytelling more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. You may have ever heard of the game uh, Heavy Rain or uh, Two Souls or something like that is another one. He yes. Did. Yes. Um, so he, it's, his name's David Cage uh, or David Kaje. I think he likes to say it. Um <laughs> But he just says it. He just makes it up. He's like, well, he's French. I'm not okay. We'll see. Then that's okay. So, you made it sound no, like he's pretentious. So his name is Cage, but he just says Kaje. Well, but there's no like accent aigu on the end of the e, so it shouldn't be Kaje. It should just be Cage. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so he he made this game. This was 2016 ish, and it's, it's it's basically this uh, robots or AI and uh, cyborgs, androids, whatever you want to call them, are integrated into society. They do the menial jobs, they're servants, they're butlers, they're taxi drivers, they're bus drivers, they're basically shit that people don't want to do anymore, right? And the whole thing of the game is that it's basically like slavery 2.0. They ended up like getting a sentience to them and they start thinking for themselves and there's a robot uprising and then they try to take over, but then... Some of them do and some of them don't. Depends on if you can like infect the virus or the the, the sentience into the the new world. Anyway, it's basically what this movie is trying to do. And I feel like they played that game like, like we can do this into movie form, and they can't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I really don't know if this was the best film choice for our return our grand return because 
I don't. We're not gonna fight about it very much. No. <laughs> it's obviously, it's obviously not great. But I, I don't know. Like, I wasn't angry while I was watching it, and I wasn't bored. I was sort of like, yeah, that's okay, fair. I'm, I'm kind of having fun. So I guess like that to me, that's like, well, the film's not a total failure if that happened. Like, I wasn't. I didn't end it going, well, I just wasted, you know, an hour and a half of my life and now I'm pissed off at the world. I was like, you know, I mean, clearly they missed the mark in a lot of ways, but that was kind of fun. And and I'm not, like I said, I'm not angry about it. I don't hate it. I wouldn't go around telling people they should go watch it and it's the greatest thing ever, but... Um, well, that's a fucking change for you. Jesus. I Oh, okay. Yikes. Miss, look. I went to a film festival, and twenty-seven of the films I watched were the best things I've ever seen, and everybody needs mm-hmm. to see them, and they're masterpieces. And anyway, you know. Well, the best stuff around <coughs> gets select, gets handpicked and curated for these impressive film festivals. So there's mm-hmm. a reason it's all great. Mm-hmm. 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 Ugh, you should go. I just need you to go to one film festival a good film festival once in your life and experience it and experience what it's like to watch these films in a theater with a bunch of people who love movies not like all grouchy in your home in your like on your computer while you multitask and bullshit <laughs> like to have an immersive film experience i just wish you would because i did the last time i went life. to the movies was fucking avatar and i couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there so well a regular theater doesn't really count because you're with a bunch of uh you're, you're with a bunch of imdb reviewers there you know uh-huh. if you go to the yeah so i, I okay so <laughs> i'll try to get tickets for tiff next year yes go to tiff there you go Actually, isn't that and like then, soon um probably. i thought it was in like I mean, january or, or not january like march or well, that's sunday February. you might be thinking of sundance because sundance just know. happened Maybe, though. We are in festival season, so. Tiff is... Uh... This is good, good radio right here. I know, right? (laughs) February 5th. And you're not going to edit this, so people are going to hear this, like... Yeah, this meet my... my, The gears fucking turning. (laughs) I don't know when Tiff is. I can't find right. any dates. So well, anyway. research. We'll we'll get you some press passes and then you'll go to Tiff. Oh, you God. if you could get me press passes, I would fucking go in a heartbeat. You'd have to review films though. That's ah, fine. Let's do it. All right. That's fine. It'll change your life. Will it? Hey, maybe I'll be a guest because you, but. one of the movies that I, I was in, the guy's like, it's going festival circuit, like it's going hard. Oh, shit. So, yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you need to go to, but you got to tell me which fest you're gonna go to because. I need you to go to the right ones. Some well, of them are, the only one I mean, I'm going to go to is great, TIFF. Like, I can't go to any... Where, what other ones in Canada are there that are within isn't distance? There, isn't there... Um, there's like a horror one that's like snow on the... Blood on the snow or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know where that... I think that's in... Is that Niagara that, that's in? I don't know. I haven't been to, but I've heard it's good for genre stuff. I, I mean, yeah. it's like one of the like indie lower lower budget. I know the ones, one you're talking about. I don't about. mean that shitty, but yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where it is. I, hmm. I mean, probably a lot of them are in Hamilton or Niagara region, Toronto. Tron- they don't really do Toronto ones because Toronto's fucking expensive. Yeah. To host shit, so TIFF is there. There might be one in Montreal. There's probably one in Vancouver, but like these are like eight to ten hour drives for me to get to one, and then like so? or or a you know. Uh, seven day drive to get to the other side of the country so 
Uh, do you not fly? Is that like a not an okay? Well, thing no, I, I I can't afford to fly. It's like a thousand dollars to get from one end of the country to the other. Really? Shit. Yeah, well, gas is expensive, man. All right. Well, we'll so I might we'll be able to pull out. Toronto. Toronto's like an hour. I can okay, do that. Okay, we're gonna solve this problem offline. Uh, you and I, okay. we're gonna we're gonna put our heads together because <laughs> the audience is probably like, "What the actual fuck is happening right now?" What's going on here? Okay, so let's talk about movies. The next one is Megan. Megan. Or M3 Gan. Yes. Um, that is how you pronounce it, I'm sure. Yes. So, it's been a hot minute since I've seen this one because obviously, as you know me, I saw it uh, the second it opened in theaters. I right. rushed out and, and watched it with my giddy that little was, that was That was what, like mid-January? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest yeah, with you. That's fair. Um. I've aged 20 years in that time frame. Um, but, yes, so I did not rewatch it. I wanted to rewatch it, but I just didn't get around to it. It's pretty fresh in my memory, but I did see it right when it came out. Um, and then, as you know, like, I was like, we got to talk about Megan because I could not wait to talk about this with you. And I haven't talked to you. I've, like, refrained from asking you what you thought after you said you were going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been killing me, and I've been super excited. Um because yeah, this it's you. So I, it, this could absolutely go any way. I have no idea if you liked it or you hated it or where you stand on it. Um, I think you probably can guess what how I felt about it. Uh huh. If you had to guess. Uh huh. Um, but yes, I think this needs to be the Casey show right now because I am really <laughs> curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Um. Well, let's go over the Rotten Tomatoes information yeah, first. Okay, so this one, it, it kind of surprises me a little bit. Uh, 94 on the critic aspect and 78 on the audience. The audience doesn't surprise me as much as the the critic because this doesn't seem like a critic-friendly movie. It does, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you love it, but you love everything. Like, you could film, <laughs> like, flies slowly devouring dog shit for two hours and be like, fucking art. I love it. You want to get that? No, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's, it's. You said you were going to turn your phone off beforehand. Oh. I did turn my phone off. It was Messenger that popped up, and I never get those. I don't those, know why I could hear that yeah. then, but. Um, I don't anyway. know why it's on the computer. Anyway. Yeah, no, but it, anyway, it's a different sound input. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Any, this, this show is on fire today. It is. It is. <laughs> um, so I forget what I was fucking saying. So Thanks, critics, Obama. You're like, no, you're like. So critics like this, and that seems really weird because it doesn't seem very critic friendly. I mean, yeah. you like it because you like everything, right. but because you're a pretentious asshole. But you know, yes, most okay, critics, thank you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Fair enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> which so yeah, ninety four kind of really surprises me, and the critics consensus is unapologetic, uh, unapologetically Ooh. silly, and all the more entertaining for it. M three yes. Gan is a rare horror comedy that delivers <laughs> chuckles as effortlessly as chills. And the audience, there's an audience, well, I've never seen the audience, like, consensus before. Uh, as long as you aren't looking for something truly scary or even surprising, uh, <laughs> Mark III Gan is often a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds like such a, like, douchebag review. Like, well, as long as you don't want anything good, I mean, I guess you'll be fine, but just Right, because that's, that's from the audience. The so that's the yeah. pleb response, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, the, the damn fucking cretins out there. Oh, God. God, how are they allowed to speak? I don't know. Good I don't lord, know. you should duct tape their mouth and chop their fingers off. 
let's we just need more regulations you know you got to have be licensed to be able to review films yeah you got to be gotta, you got to do is <laughs> basically like go to the driver's license place and be like i want to be a film critic they're like okay you got to watch these movies and if you're right maybe you'll get the the credentials yeah uh, you need to be able to like cite, analyze and peel back the layers and talk about the metaphors and the allegories and the you know the the political undertones and all that shit like you gotta yeah, really absolutely. be able to get into it yeah, yeah. um yeah um <laughs> well i mean once again critics critics have my back they, they know mm-hmm. what's up well they know stuff um they know how to type at least i guess so that's, that's a lot honestly that's 90 percent of what being a critic is the other 10% together. is thinking you're better than everybody else. Yeah, that's the fun part. I really enjoy that the most. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I so picture you doing this podcast in a throne surrounded by pillows. You, your feet are currently on uh, somebody who once left a review on IMDb. They are your, like your ottoman, <laughs> your footrest. I've got my feet on their back and they're yeah. like, yeah. They're in, like, leather underwear, and they have a bow tie on for some fucking reason. So, Um, none of that's happening, but now I, like, how can I make this happen as quickly as possible? Because that all sounds fantastic. You can pull a Jay and Silent Bob and, like, pull all the records and fly to each one of their houses. Okay. And then uh, punch them in the face and kidnap them. I'm a little too lazy for that. I need something that's a little lower point of entry, but I'm going to work on it. I'll take that offline as well and strategize. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so uh, you want to know what I think about this movie, right? I do. I so do. I don't know how to 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 put this. <laughs> it didn't leave an impact. I'll say that. Um, horror comedies are kind of one of those things where I either love them or hate them, and I don't usually have a middle ground. Uh, this one leaves me in the middle ground. I it wasn't. I didn't find it groundbreaking, but at the same time, like I wasn't bored. Uh, was it incredibly stellar filmmaking, worthy of a ninety four percent? No, not really. Seventy eight still even might be a bit high. I think this falls into the perfectly acceptable shit category and probably falls into like more of a sixty two to sixty nine rating. Uh, in my personal opinion, anyway. But I have a pleb opinion because I'm not a a licensed reviewer. Yeah, and you just want everything to have a 69 rating. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> uh, so, I don't... Yeah. Again, nothing really... Obviously, it's very well produced. Uh, the acting in it is fine. And it's been a while since I saw this one, too. Like, I saw it the first day it came out on streaming, so that was still two and a half weeks ago or so. Uh, so, And I didn't really take notes. And I don't know why I didn't take notes. Because I figured we were going to, like do the fucking episode the next day so I didn't need to do notes uh but I I don't know I, I feel like there were some plot holes um which were glaring and I can't remember them at the moment which is driving me fucking bananas uh oh yeah like okay so the one thing that jumps out immediately in the the uh I guess we can call it a deus ex machina at the very end spoiler you know, like when there's the fight scene. How did the girl get the gloves? You know what I'm talking uh, about? They're they're from that other robot. That no, I know, but those were in the room 
and that she just had them. Like, she just appeared in the doorway from not inside the room where the robot was and was like, come on, motherfucker, and put on these fucking gauntlets that control this robot, which were assumed in the room that the fight was going on in. So I just think that seems dumb, but... I See, that's the thing is I can't remember the details like that. Uh, I remember, like, they picture stuff. So I feel like if I watched it, I... I did. I didn't remember that jumping out at me as like, oh God, where'd these come from? I feel like that was. I don't know. I feel like they showed that, but I can't. Verify. They didn't. Can't no. So or deny. I remember that scene. That, so they're in the garage, or whatever that room is. I assume it's a garage, and uh, Allison Williams and this robot or Megan are duking it out, right? Obviously, it's a robot, so it's gonna be stronger. So the, she she overpowers, and then the, the little girl comes out she's like aunt whatever your fucking name is is everything okay what was her name yeah whatever their fucking name is i forget her name what was her name gemma that's right gemma gemma is everything okay and then megan goes oh yes everything's fine just stay in your room and then she closes the door and then the next time we see her she's just appeared in the fucking doorway with these gauntlets on that's it um so i was just like what the fuck like Everything up to this point was like, okay, they seem to cover some of their bases. I mean, it's a fucking animated or animatronic robot thing. So, I mean, how realistic can it be? But it's little things like that that take me from a movie that I'm like, okay, this is fine. To like, oh, you fucking ruined it. And would that did that ruin the entire experience for me? No. But did it take me down to like, maybe this could have been a 78 rating too. Now it's like drop 10% because they're just like, we don't know what to do in this moment. So let's uh, let's try to just you know make sure nobody notices. It's it's the whole Batman had a broken back and now he's fighting crime three thousand miles away back in Gotham without any explanation. Levels of of like fly that jumbo jet through the gaping hole in the plot hole net, um, and that's that's how it felt at the time, and that's something I can't get over. Now I'm mad that I didn't rewatch it because I, I don't, I don't know that that was a plot hole, but I can't remember the scene. Like I'm trying, I remember the scene, but I don't remember the details of it enough to be like, oh no, this happened. And so that I can defend it. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're awfully angry about something that didn't seem like that much of a Well, it's just like thing. It, it, if they showed it, they didn't like if it's something like that, it's like, you know, this is King Arthur pulling Excalibur out of the fucking stone, you know, like all of a sudden he has it in his hand. You didn't see him pull it. You didn't see him achieve anything. You just kind of showed him like, hey, motherfucker, let's do this. It's crazy because like regardless, I'm like, who cares? Like it, that really didn't the, the kind of film this is. It's like at some point just like give into it and have fun like that's what you're supposed to do like this film is all about just having a good time it is and not about some that, deep that philosophical well that that's fine even though it is kind of like supposed to be like a deep philosophical thing like ai is going to take over and fucking i don't think it's that deep you just and spoke then, about like, how the alpha test was like this is deep. supposed to be a deep movie megan nah. Did I say the Alpha Test is supposed to be a deep movie? Well, you said like the ideas behind it were like. Well, I mean, sure. Like on a broad level, um, anything having to do with techno fear uh, it is 
grounded in reality and real horror and real like anxieties and there are lots of questions about how we use technology and where we're headed and the dangers and all that shit but like on a that's on a sort of meta level on a micro level like this film I think is just I mean there's stuff you can pull out of it for sure about you know parenting and using technology to parent and all kinds of stuff but I think at its core it's really just like let's have a let's like make something that's campy as hell and just have a great time with it that's what I got out of it like and I think to if that's what its intent was I think it nailed it it hit it out of the park which is why I think the score is justified because again I think you should measure all films against what what are they trying to do what kind of film is this trying to be and does it do its job as that kind of film I mean, I agree and disagree at the same time. Um, okay. So, yes, a film should be judged against itself. Uh, it shouldn't really be drawn comparisons against other things. However, to a, like a lay person, or if you're trying to explain a movie to somebody, <clears throat> and you go, oh, it has a 94 rating on IMDb, oh, but, or uh, not, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but so does like The Godfather, which is objectively like one of the best movies ever made how can it have the same rating as megan different style of movie completely but i mean that's what i don't like about these critical analysis and these critical ratings is like how do you justify giving this a 94 and maybe like an oscar winning masterpiece as you would put it like an 80 yeah because here's the thing it's like it's Again, like you have to judge the the only way because obviously there's no way to go back and like there's no way to compare films to other films in a really like reasonable way. So the only thing you can really do is be like, all right, what what kind of film is this? What is it trying to do? Like, what are is its resources? Like all that stuff, and then evaluate the merits of the film on itself because it's ridiculous. Okay, first of all, if you want to go see if you want to see a Godfather film, like. I don't go see Megan you know like I could say I love Megan but I would also be like hey if if you're looking for x kind of film this is definitely not for you you've got to be into this genre this style of film um if you like if you're somebody like you you're like oh I'm not really crazy about and I don't know if you exactly said this but I'll just put words in your mouth right now if you're like I don't really love horror comedies they're not my thing you know, that's that's totally fine and fair. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging you for that opinion. I'm just saying then there's a whole slew of films. I'd be like, yeah, this isn't for you, even though I love this film. And if you told me you loved horror comedies, I'd recommend the shit out of this film. Sure. Maybe, but does that justify like, a 94 just, rating? I don't know. I mean, I. Yes, because it's not in compare. It's not comparing it to Godfather or anything. Oscar no, I, I like I said, like, I get that. But. If. If. You're going to give us something, a score, then you are kind of by well, nature comparing it, even though like the, you can leave a review on a movie without comparing it. You can say this is a great movie for what it is. This is a fun horror comedy. If you don't take it too seriously, you're going to have a great time. Is it a objectively good movie? No, it, it's fine. It's not going to win awards it's not going to make you remember it. It's not going to leave an emotional impact. It's not even going to really leave great memories there's some comedies out there that can really do that like for me like the fucking ace ventura franchise fantastic does it compare or can you can i say it, it has a 100 percent rating in in terms of overall movies no to me sure absolutely 
But if I were to leave a review and grade it on, say, Rotten Tomatoes, I wouldn't give it a 95. I wouldn't give it a 100, even though I fucking love the shit out of it. So I think, let me just interject here. I think you're, I, I see where you're going with this. I think you're somewhat misinterpreting what that score is. That score isn't, all these critics said that this is a 90, this movie on a scale of 1 to 100 is 95%. It's saying 95% of the critics that reviewed it so rated it favorably. Yes. You know, they said, hey, this is better than it is. This is more good than it is bad. And that can be anywhere from like, you know, like if you're on a 1 to 10 scale, like if you're 7 or above, um, even 6 it or above, like you could be considered positive mm-hmm. um so it just means that like the bulk of the critics that went to see this said like yeah like this movie for what it is like does its job it's a good film and and like save so to look at it that way that doesn't mean that like oh my god this is this film like if you just objectively rated it on a scale of one to 100 you would say it was a 95 so um, then we're saying the imdb rating score is a much more accurate scoring thing well we're saying if <laughs> if we're gonna look uh, that up. If people ah okay, so six point four on IMDb, which is exactly where I, in the, the 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 frame I put it in. Yeah, so if people on IMDb were because they're like, listen, there's a lot of people. Let me clarify because I'm gonna get in trouble for this. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. on IMDb who perfectly smart and capable and have great opinions. But IMDb is kind of famous for being flooded with a lot of garbage reviews, either on, on one side or the other, either like a bunch of like one-star reviews that aren't aren't necessary. Because they're like, it would be like a one-star review, and this is an example of an IMDb review, would be like, this is no Godfather. Fuck this movie. You know, it's like just what you said. It's like they're not really reviewing it in any sort of fair way. Or you Right, a bunch but of I mean, those are, are also outliers, it. right? I mean, you can do the yeah, same but, thing on Rotten Tomatoes. As but, an audience well, score. Can. Yeah. Well, on Sort of, yeah. On the audience, you can. But um, the outliers, I guess I'm saying on IMDb, are so many. There's so much garbage in, in there that I don't trust anything that's there. But yes, the rating scale, I guess. Well, is- hold on. Here. <laughs> I scroll down on IMDb, and there's a featured review. Surprisingly good and better than I anticipated. So in yeah, your opinion, that's a legitimate review no. because they're not shitting on it. No, no, no. Even though they only rated it 7 out of 10, which is a fair rating for this movie. Let me, let me finish. Okay. A 7 out of 10 is maybe how I would rate it too, just so I can clarify. Um, I don't think this is a 10 by any means. I think it's a great, a fun movie that I really enjoyed and thought it did what it was supposed to do and, you know, sort of surprised me in a lot of ways. Okay. But I don't think it's a perfect, flawless film. And I'm not also saying that if you have to agree with me to have a good review or you have to say it's good if I think the movie's good, I'm saying the review has to be based on something of merit. Like, you have to have made a judgment that makes sense and that you can kind of back up and defend in some way. What I see a lot of times on IMDb is reviews that are like, um, let me try to give an example. Um, I hate robot movies, therefore this movie sucks. That's obviously a terrible thing. Right, but example, I still but feel like those sort of are the shit. outliers. But that you're going to get They're that not. with everything. I mean, I, I, yes, I have not gone and read every single review on IMDb. I'm not you. I don't spend my time that way. But I also don't think that those account for all 
of the reviews say, or even the majority. I don't think they even count for 15% of the reviews left on any given thing. Well, I mean, I guess let's not go down a rabbit hole on this. Uh, let's sort of agree to disagree. I think, I mean, this is a pretty widely held perception that IMDb is not by whom? a great review by system. Whom? By By critics? Like because it's open to the public and anybody's allowed to leave a review on it. And heavens forbid that any Look, I schmuck. disagree with plenty of critics, too. And there's plenty of critics that I'm like, why are you a critic? What are you doing? Okay. They're not all like, <laughs> they're not the holy grail by any chance. It means the thing that I like about critics, which I know is, that's a, sorry, almost a dirty word. But the thing that I like is that at least generally speaking they have some foundation for what they're saying and why i might not agree with it and i might think it's a flawed reasoning but it you know there's some articulation that they need to give as far as like okay why am i rating it this way why do i think the way that i do um you know what right, criteria but, but am now I you're using just, to evaluate it but that's just like a snobby way of saying i have more words to say that i don't like this movie or i like this movie with if somebody says, I don't like robot movies, and this is a robot movie, and I saw it, and I didn't like it, and it has robots, and I give it a one, that's just as valid as being like, well, intellectually no, speaking, the artificial intelligence of this movie does not quite grasp the fact that artificial intelligence is a good thing in our lives, but we do have to be wary and very, very scared that this could be oh, a reality Lord. one day. Therefore, this movie is a two. It doesn't give it any more you substance are wildly misrepresenting what I say. And first of all, okay, so people in MDB do not have to review it at all to give it a score. You can Anybody can go in and give it a one for no fucking, for we, who knows why. Sure, because and they don't want to sit that's down. That's problem number one. <laughs> write down but the meaning the behind saying, They don't care. The problem with saying, and I've said this a million times before, but you always take my words out of context and make me repeat it. The problem with saying, I don't like robot movies, therefore this sucks, is that like, okay, You've already like you already go in with a bias to not like yeah, it. You're but already saying have bias too. Yes, there's a but, reason why like horror movies never get nominated at the Oscars because there's a bias yeah. against them no, to critics and people within the industry. So it's not just it's the a, general schlub who has a bias going into movies. I know all of that. I'm just saying, and again, I said like, look, there's a lot of critics I disagree with. There's a lot of critics, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? You shouldn't be reviewing movies. And and there's a lot of, like, bullshit out there, just like everything, right? But my point is, is that this is why I always say, like, judge a movie on the merits of the movie and what the movie is trying to be. It doesn't – a movie can be good and not for you. Those are those are not – those are mutually exclusive things. Sometimes, luckily, they, like – So then all like reviews union. should be moot. Well, I'm saying <laughs> – <laughs> it's just like this is like we have problem with horror it's like okay we have critics out there who are like oh I hate horror films like they're garbage but I'm gonna review them it's like no don't fucking review these movies because you can't see the merit of them because you think the genre is garbage to begin with which has nothing to do with how good the movie is as a horror film it, it just has to do with your bias of not liking horror now if you can get past everybody has bias I have bias if you can get past your bias enough to have an honest, intellectual, thoughtful examination of a film, great. And you can acknowledge your bias. You can say, listen, this isn't for me, but if you like this kind of film, you might enjoy this. Like, you could do that. You could state your bias. You can be upfront with it. You can say that it's not for you, but that's not a review of the film. That is just a, if you say, I don't like robot movies, that's just 
you stating your opinion. It has absolutely nothing to do with how good of a robot movie this is. <laughs> if you liked robot movies, would this be good? You don't know because that's not how you're looking at the film. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's that no, I, sort of I, like mentality. I get what you're saying, but you make it sound like everybody who can leave a review on a public forum will do that. I did not say that a million times. I've said that's not true. Like that's what you're saying. Oh my god, I'm saying there's there's no. Uh, why are we having this argument? I'm I'm tired of this argument. It's stupid. We've have it every single time. I know. It doesn't matter. I can kind of disprove that with. You can't disprove it. The The Last of Us. Have you watched any of The Last of Us? I have. I've watched two episodes of The Last of Us. Okay. Have you heard about the last episode that aired last week? I have heard a lot of buzz and I'm trying to stay away as much as possible so I don't get spoilers. But yes, okay. I have So heard I can say that about it. it was review bombed on IMDb for reasons of content within the episode. Right? I review bombed. Like, like hate bombed. It uh-huh. still has a seven point seven rating, that episode. So it couldn't have been the majority of people. And it couldn't have been even more than 20% because the other two episodes, I believe have about nine out of 10 ratings on them. Yeah. So the first episode is a 9.2 second episode. Uh, I can't see it, but you get the point, right? 9.2, 9.2, 7.9, 7.7 are the, the ratings. So that review bomb cost it 0.2 points of a rating. Well, that's just from a numbers game. Previous. It just depends on the volume of <coughs> I, the same thing on IMDb like I reviewed Well, that's actually um, hold on. That's strange. Um unless IMDb started taking down some of these reviews cuz episode they may have. Episode 1 has 75,000 reviews or ratings. Um episode 2 is 68,000. Episode 3 has Oh, what? How is that possible? Wait, what fucking day is it today? How does the episode that hasn't aired yet have a rating? Um, <laughs> critic pre-release? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so I got a little confused there. So 7.9 is the review bombed one. That's with 157,000 reviews. Mm-hmm. So it, it dropped two points from 9.2 to 7.9. Not even right. two points. One point, really. Yeah. So if you have enough volume, then, I mean... But it, that, it, that's... Most- that's Look, like most if that's a, what a review bomb does, then it, it can't be that prevalent. How, how many review? How many reviews does the Alpha Test have? On here, yeah, uh, it has six hundred and eleven, which is way more than I thought. One hundred sixty-four. One hundred sixty-four of them, twenty-six percent are one star. 33 are 10. So I feel like the people who put it 10 are trolling. So it yeah. can work both yeah. ways. I did. That's what I said. It's, it works on both it, both extremes on IMDb. There's a lot of people but then like... It, I'm sure it takes a... Filmmakers yeah. get all their friends and they say, go review this film. Go add a star. Right. Like, right. And, and that, I mean, listen. But that's why there's means and medians, right? And the median of this movie yeah. is a three. Yeah. Um, Which is fair, I would imagine. Anyway, 
This is so. I'm just saying it's not as invaluable as you think it is. Why do we devolve into this like? <laughs> because you have this like bias towards fun. like the average we're person. We're supposed to have fun. We we no, we're not. I don't have a bias towards the average person. I hate when you put words in my mouth. You, I, you, I, you've even said I'm sure I can find the clip somewhere where you go oh the average person's a fucking dumbass and they shouldn't be allowed to read the well reviews. that's me being that's me being hyperbolic and and leaning into your perception of me I don't actually think the average person is a fucking idiot <laughs> I mean listen I'm I'm not like I'm an average person I just happen to review films I don't consider myself some like highfalutin like I'm not paid by the New York Times to write reviews and shit you know like, I'm just somebody who loves movies. But I also, because I love them, I take the time to and treat them with respect and talk about them in a way that is respectful of the film, whether I like it or not. And I just feel like most people, I my cringe, my, like, trigger is when people are like, it, it fucking sucked, it's garbage, you know? And I'm like, okay. Like but that's an opinion to, to people just, are allowed to have. Sure, they're allowed to Same have. Same as, it like, some people love sushi and some people hate it. it. Yeah, but again, if you if I don't like sushi, I'm gonna say, "Hey, sushi's not for me." I'm not gonna say, "Oh, sushi's fucking garbage." No, I fucking like, say that all the no, time. No, it's no, it's <laughs> not. You don't like it. Doesn't mean I, it's objectively garbage. Actually, that that the whole thing where it's like, I don't like robot movies, so therefore this movie sucks because it has a robot. I'm very much like that with f- seafood. It's like it's fish, therefore it is fucking. See, atrocious. I love seafood. Oh God, fuck. I, we can't be See, friends. Seafood's my well. We're not friends. Are we friends? Come on, you hate me. Well, we've we've established this. Yeah. Well. I think Casey. I know you don't like to edit the show, but I think you need to edit like thirty minutes out of this podcast because we've just gotten off the fucking rails, and we're not even talking about Megan. I don't even know what are we talking. We about? do that Megan? all the time because there's not much doing. to talk about. There is. There's so much to talk about. We're not going to now because we spent. An what did what did, what else did you need to talk about? about? You said you liked it. What? And oh neither of us really remember it all that well because we both watched it ages ago. And from what I re- remember, diddling, um, is <laughs> that people are messaging it was, me and they'd be like, "Is Casey being an asshole?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. The movie was fine. It wasn't anything special. Like I don't. There's a reason I don't remember chunks of it. Or how I felt during most portions of it because it didn't elicit really any emotional response in me. Is that satisfactory to you? <laughs> I mean, no, but like, I'll take it, I guess. I mean, you can't win them all, you know. I, I'm used to not getting what I want or my way, so I'll, uh, I'll resign to that. You'll resign finally. Jesus really lackluster. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I did I. Well, what did I you like this? so much about it? What did Why you like did so much I miss about this? it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Glutton for punishment. Well, what did you What did you like so much about Megan? Tell me. I mean, look, I'm not gonna give you like a a review here because we've. I'm no. tired now. My 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 brain and my heart hurts, and I'm just like, ugh. Good mission accomplished. I I think it's I think it's wildly fun. I don't think it's like forgettable. Nah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty freaking entertaining, and I love like it's super like high camp, but not in a way that's like groan inducing, like so bad it's good bullshit. Like it's good. It's a good movie, and it's well executed, and it's entertaining and it's got like 
you know, the good horror aspect and everything that you want. But it is like, it leans into its camp, um, which is why, I don't know, one of the things I think is super fun about this movie is that it's just been uh, completely embraced by the gay community. Even though there's no, like, it's not a gay film. But because <laughs> but, it's yeah, so why? campy. Because it's so campy. Is it that and campy, because, though? Yes. And because they're like, Megan is a sleigh queen and they just, like, love her and how she's just, like... Uh, she's so sassy in her little fucking dance, and which is just kind of the greatest thing ever. And her little responses, and just, her, just super, she's just super fierce. Um, and they love that, and I love that, and I think it's, I don't know, I thought it, I had an incredible time with this. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, embrace it by like, the gay community, yes. It's like, Child's Play at its best, you know, when Child's Play like leans in, leaned into, because I mean, Child's Play, I love that franchise, but later in the franchise, it really leans into its camp and just gets kind of like off the rails and saying not that it ever was really like on the rails. Um, and it's just super, it's super fun. It's super self-aware and it's like witty and hilarious, but also like gory and I, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's a new. Uh, it's like it's like a modern classic. That's that's not the right word. It's a, no, it is not, not it's a modern a, classic. But it's it's like definitely I think going to be in the pantheon of um, you know films that we remember and talk about in in the modern era. Uh, I would not be surprised if this. I I would expect a sequel from this. I would expect more oh, from yeah. this, if not a franchise. Yeah. Um, like I feel like I don't it's know about got, a franchise. I don't know. I, we'll see. I feel like it's but. a little too expensive for a horror movie to be franchised nowadays. Like I think a lot of horror movies for franchises need to be like, you spent three dollars on it and made forty billion. Now we got a franchise. I think this kind of hits a little bit too high on the production value to like spawn any meaningful franchise movies. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think it made a shit ton, but I don't know against the budget or any of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, we can find out, obviously. Uh, I don't care. I don't care enough to. <laughs> you're going to anyway. Going I hate to. this every time I ask. Like, uh, I just make it a little musing. You're like, well, I'm gonna do research live on the show. Yeah, that's how this works. <laughs> uh, it made eighty two point two million dollars. Uh, so far. True. So far. But now that it's on streaming, that's going to drop rapidly. No, well, it's on streaming for like, it's not free streaming. No, like but I mean, bucks, right? now that it's on streaming, it can be free, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Actually, you know what? This is maybe a discussion we need not have, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. I have a, a friend who, who's, <laughs> who's 21 or 22 years old. He has no idea that pirating movies is a thing. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a Gen Z thing in general. You think Gen Z doesn't pirate movies? I, that actually... Why do I have this memory? What was it for? Oh, because Netflix is doing, like, the, the, the sharing password is no longer, like, allowed sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I Gen saw Z an article. Yeah, well, so the thing I saw was, like, oh, Pirate Bay is about to get a whole new demographic. Yeah, Gen Z, implying that they uh, didn't know about it prior to because the group was streaming, right? Everything was available to them right at the get go. 
Like when yeah, we were I kids, if you wanted to find a movie that you can find, torrenting and pirating a movie was the the only option for some things. Here's the thing, and I could be wrong. I'm not Gen Z, um, sadly. Um, well, you know what? Not that sadly, to be honest. Well, sadly <laughs> in that I'm far too old to be Gen Z, which is, that's the sad part. Mm. Um, But I don't think here's what I think and maybe Gen Z's can tell me and I don't this is going to sound derogatory and I don't really mean it to um I don't even think they think of they I don't even know that's in their lexicon like pirating because I think they just think everything should be free so I think they just watch Mm. movies for free and they're just like oh this is free not even thinking that it's pirated or stolen or any of that stuff they're just like where would they get it though without like searching for pirating if you you search for for it well, you see, you look like you'll you'll say like I'll say watch Megan online, and then all these sites will come up that'll get, let me watch Megan for free. Really? I, I don't have to go to Pirate Bay. Like I don't have to go to a site that is. Yeah, but those sites pirating. are sketchy, man. Like you you're getting some yeah. sort of funky shit from touching that. Well, they and all I know have that. like you know there's all there's really good like virus software and pop up protectors and all kinds of shit now. Like um, like I said, I just think. It's so ingrained in the culture now hmm. that it just doesn't even feel like it, you're just like, oh, yeah, everything's free. I'm like, well, it's really not. I mean, sure, you can find everything for free, but it is still still problematic. It's still theft. It's still, you know, hurting the industry, which is a whole other a whole other discussion we're not going to have. But, yeah, I, I do think it's just such a common thing that it's not even a like they don't they don't. Does Pirate Bay even exist? I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Oh yes, it still exists. But I know. I mean, I don't know why. I have never that, checked yeah. it, but it 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 is definitely still there. Like I don't know that people do like torrents and downloads and shit. They just watch it online, but it's just a stolen copy of it. I well, it depends on how you want to watch it, right? Like, if you want to torrent it and then stream it to your TV, as opposed to watching it on what I assume most uh, Gen Z people have as a laptop. If you have Apple shit, but who the fuck has Apple shit? Everyone. Nobody. You're talking about Gen Z. They all have Apple shit. <laughs> oh my God. They're the worst generation. <laughs> I actually am quite fond of Gen Z. So I'm not one of those like, I'm not going to boomer them and hate on them. I actually think they're kind of, they're kind of great. Well, good for you. But but you can boomer them because you know you are a boomer. So yeah, well. it's fine. You are what you kill. I mean. What? <laughs> what does that even mean, Casey? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired and hungry. I, I think this yeah. this episode is coming to an end. It's a good one to come back to, I guess, if you like to torture yourself. <laughs> if, you, if you like, yeah, go leave us an IMDb review. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I mean. If you like shitty podcasts, this is, uh, I guess... This is the one for you. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Um, We've had some good laughs along the way. Can I I end it and say this? Yes. And and this this is real. This is my truth. This is my heart truth, okay? Okay. As much abuse as I took and as painful as that was and as much as I'm reminded of how much you, like, hate me with the... The passion of a fight of a thousand sons. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had a good time. I'm so glad we're back. This is fun, and I look forward to the next one. So I think I don't know. I'm probably a glutton for punishment, but there there is my truth. 
Well, I mean, I agree with everything you said there. It was a lot of fun making fun of you and telling you how bad you are and, <laughs> and how Isn't your opinions always, don't matter. Isn't it always like your highlight of your week? Well, it hasn't been for a long time, though. That's the thing. I know. And, like, I'm worried because I feel like so probably every time you, like, get mad at your wife or anything goes wrong, you, like, kind of save it up for me because, like, you don't want to be mean to her because you, you, like, care about her, you know, and you don't want to be an asshole. But, like, every time she pisses you off or anybody, you're just like, I'm just going to save it. And then when I talk to Stephanie, I'm just going to unleash. And I feel like that was an outlet. So I worry about us not talking more regularly because are you taking down the people that you actually love? That's horrible. No, this is actually pretty mellow. <laughs> I'm not holding any resentment towards anybody right now. I'm very, very zen. Pent up hostility. No, no, this is just okay. natural state. Kind of like the Hulk, right? Like, what's your secret? I'm always angry. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I can release no, that was it a in. Really good, really good impression too. You, you really. I, I know, that right? One. Like, what does the Hulk mm-hmm. even sound like? Does he even speak? Not that. <laughs> My version of the Hulk does. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters, Casey. As long as you're happy with it and it made you feel good, then I think who cares what anybody else thinks, right? Exactly. Because they're all plebs who don't count. <laughs> the word Stephanie lives by. Yeah. Yes. That's a sad little mantra that you've attached to me. Yes. Yes. And if you have any okay. sad little mantras, you can absolutely leave them on a review. <laughs> for us one <laughs> stars are perfectly acceptable uh nope. but five stars will get read out on the show so pick your poison uh you can also leave a rating on the mobile app for spotify uh if you do that let us know we can tell all the wonderful people out there how wonderful you are for leaving a five star rating to us the spotify thing is the i, I hate it on it for my indb but it's actually kind of great here you don't have to do jack shit but star it you don't have to yeah. write anything? Well, I'm, you do have to listen to it at least 30 seconds, or at least play 30 seconds. You can mute it and just let it play for 30 seconds, yeah. and then stop it, and then review it, or leave a rating, rather. Yeah, um, if you don't already listen on Spotify, then and you listen on some other platform, then yeah, you will have to like listen to a tiny bit yeah, of an episode go, on Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. then it's just like, it's it's half a second. You just you click that five stars, and you're totally done. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, because I mean, you know, we're all lazy and busy, and there's not enough hours in the day, and Everything is a chore, so this is like super easy. It would help out the show a lot. So, yes, if you like yes. us at all, that would be super, super, super nice. It would be super, super, super nice. Super nice. And if you hate us, then go to IMDb and say something because <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any hate on Spotify or iTunes or any of that. We need we need only love there. Yes, yes, uh, and currently we have. Uh, 13 reviews, or ratings, Oops. rather. Hey, you know, grateful for everyone, so thank you. Mm-hmm. And they're all five-star. Right, see? Our our little, uh, what's the word, like, uh, my manipulation where we're always like, please go <laughs> leave us a review, but only if you love us, and only if you want to say nice things. Thank you. Let's face it, nobody's Otherwise. gotten 74 minutes into this episode. <laughs> I told you to edit it. It's your own damn fault. So I will see what I can do. I don't know how it's going to sound like. It's going to be like, you know what? Review. So Megan is an okay move. It's going to be a very strange transition. All right. We'll just leave it. And people, you know, they, they'll. It, people I mean, love the banter. Now. The rambling do banter. I don't know. I well, don't know. they can leave us a review and let us know, right? It's true. Unless they tell Only us we suck, like we won't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't Already. if you want to tell us I suck, you can send us an email or message us on social media or do something. Like it's there's ways to get your hate across. You don't have to. It's true. It it's here. the internet. It's yeah. Yeah. We're we're findable. We're findable. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Until next time. Good times. Yeah. Bye bye. Goodbye.